Something dark is coming. The world of Terragard is a dangerous place. Grint, adopted son of the God of Thieves, has survived by stealing, cheating, and conning his way across the world when a necromancer hires him to rob the unrobbable city. It's too good an opportunity to pass up, and one he should have. Continue your journey in the world of Terragard with my first novel, Dark Ages, now available through Amazon, Google Books, iBooks, and through my website, www.dstierney.com. Welcome to Terragard, a world of adventure. Matos, come and face me! Of heroes. Elroy, jump! Of battle. Of monsters. Welcome to Terragard Tales, Season 2, Gods and Monsters, written and narrated by D.S. Tierney. Episode 5, The River, Part 2 of 4. Morning rose with all the terror of the previous night. Crimson clouds stretched across the horizon like gashes from a beast's claw. Jolien wondered if those ominous clouds might rain blood upon their heads. Standing on the edge of the porch, she hugged a post as she watched the sky. The sounds of her mother weeping rose and fell with the singing of the morning birds. Father and Tant had gone into the woods to track her sister. How long had it been since she'd heard their calls? They faded away before dawn as the morning mists rose. Jolien couldn't shake the dream she'd been woken from. Of all the people she knew drowned beneath the surface of an unending river, it was Tant's dead eyes that haunted her the most. And not Jessie, she whispered to herself. Jolien, her mother said, standing in the cabin's door. Jolien jumped. Yes, Mama. Is there any sign of them? Her voice was even, but a storm of misery lurked beneath those calm waters. Not yet, Jolien answered, turning away. It was enough to fear for her father and brother, to worry for her sister Manda. Having to watch her mother slowly fall apart was enough to shatter Jolien's spirit. One of us has to stay strong, she thought. If they don't come back soon, I'll go and look, mother said. Jolien wanted to shake her head and scream no, but the moment of clarity her mother experienced passed away before she could. Mother went back into the house and began weeping, loud, choking sobs. Never one to do chores on her own, Jolien went against reason and stepped away from the house to do just that. She justified it with the voice of her father telling her to do it. Chores won't get done on their own, he said. Even with us looking for your sister, the animals need fed. Yes, father, 
Jolien answered as she sloshed through the mud toward the barn. If anything, it gave her the perfect excuse not to think about all the horror. Feedings should normally have been done much earlier, before the sun rose. The animals whined as the barn doors slid open. The donkey, Nigel, kicked at his gate. Jolien shushed them and pet Nigel's head before filling the first bucket with slop. The chores took care of themselves. Before she knew, Jolien reached the end, having sleepwalked through the process. As she hung up the bucket, she looked at the spot where she'd first seen the gray creature. In the hard-packed hay were the impressions of two strange feet, and scratched into the wood of the barn's wall, a single word, Marden hadn't been her imagination. What was it, and what did Martin mean? Hello? Are you here? She asked in a quiet voice, still unsure of the creature's intentions. Where are you? came Mother's shrill scream. Jolian ran from the barn. Where are you? Here, Jolian said, but Mama didn't hear her. She continued running around, hair frazzled, and clothes askew as she looked for her daughter. Jolien! The woman screamed again as she fell to her knees. Mama, I'm here, Jolien said as she walked up the steps to the porch. Mother lurched to her feet and bear-hugged Jolien to the point where it started to hurt. Where did you go? I was feeding the animals, Jolien said through a mouthful of Mother's shirt. Good girl. Mother yanked her daughter into the house. Mother, that hurts, Jolien said, and the way it came out made her think of Manda. A flood of tears started, and she could no longer hold them back. Oh, let it out. Mother sat her down at the table, with brush in hand, started stroking her hair. Was it an attempt to calm her down? To comfort her? If so, she didn't realize the strokes were too hard tearing hair from her scalp. Jolien pulled away, grunting in pain. The mother dropped the brush to the floor, walking away, composing herself as she dabbed the cuffs of her rough wool shirt under her eyes. The boiling kettle of water whistled over the hearth fire, so mother added tea leaves and poured a cup without letting it steep, then set it down in front of Jolien. I'm okay now. Jolien pushed the tea away. Mother always made it too bitter. Not like Tant, who, much to his own chagrin, made an excellent cup of tea. Drink, Mother said in a tone that brooked no nonsense. Jolien grimaced as she took a sip. A hint of sweetness danced over her tongue. Quite a surprise, as she hadn't seen Mama add anything to the cup. What leaves did you use? I have to protect you, Mother said as she wrung her hands, watching each sip with great interest. Understand that. I have to protect you. You're my last child. It's not true, Mama, Jolien answered, beginning to feel a sense of warning. But this was her mother. Why would she need to be wary of the woman who had done nothing but love her? Something in the way Mother watched, and the way she kept mumbling about protecting her. Jolien stood and felt the room spin. The counter tilted like a rowboat on a rough pond, and she wondered why she didn't slide down the slope of that tilting floor. Mother walked over and held her steady in an embrace, continuing her endless whispers of protection. Did you poison me? Words were hard to say, 
Not only because the accusation hurt, but also because her tongue sat heavy in her mouth. No, but you'll sleep, Mother whispered. I can't lose you like the others. Can't lose you. Jolien tried to struggle out of the embrace, but her strength fled from her muscles, sapping away her will to do anything but sleep. And where would she go if she ran? That question would remain unanswered as she fell into a deep, dark slumber. Jolien woke to find her room in darkness. Something outside moaned, a long, sonorous whine unlike any she'd heard before. And the wind blew, creaking branches and shaking the frame of the house. The stubby candle on her dresser had melted into a pile, the wick a cold remnant shimmering in a draft father could never find the source of. Mama, she said in a strained voice that cracked under the effort. Mama? The second time was easier, but her throat felt raw and parched. Jolien got out of bed, her joints snapping as she bent them, her knuckles cracking as she closed her fingers into fists. The house sat in silent darkness. The hearth fires had gone cold, and a thin layer of dust covered every surface. Most unusual for this time of year. Jolien exhaled and watched the puff of her breath rise. Mama! The door to her parents' bedroom sat ajar. Their bed hadn't been made, but otherwise the room was empty. Father and Tant must not have returned. Jolien checked her brother's room and found it empty as well. Fearful that something had happened to her mother, she ran to the kitchen, the sitting room, and the larder. Nothing. The house was empty, except for her. Mama, she said again in a frightened whisper. Returning to the kitchen, she found the teacup Mother gave her, the liquid inside frozen to the cup. A hunk of cheese on the counter had molded. How could that have been? It would take days for such a thing, and, and she'd just seen it this afternoon. How long did she sleep for? The last place left to look was the porch, and she had little hope of finding her mother there. Not in the cold dregs of night. Stepping outside, her worst fears came to life. The farm, the porch, and the fields beyond now looked the way Jabbar's mill had, flooded with waterlogged, dying plants everywhere. The porch was awash with piles of mud, and in those piles were footprints like nothing she'd seen before. Three toes that left scratch marks wherever they stepped. Julian ran to the barn. What did she hope to find when she woke? Not this, surely. The barn was filled with dead animals. Horses, pigs, chickens, all soaked in piles of muck, each looking like they'd drowned. But how? The river was far from here. For the water to reach that high and not flood the house, the deep cry that woke her sounded from the woods. Jolien tiptoed out of the barn and peeked around the corner. A thick mist hung over everything, but through it she could see gray shapes moving between the trees. She screamed, ah! but clapped a hand over her mouth to stifle the sound. Not enough. The shapes ceased their movement, and as one turned toward her, Jolien dropped caution and ran back to the house, tripping up the porch steps. She fell flat on her face, 
the sour taste of muck making her gag as it filled her mouth. The girl spat out what she could and crawled inside, slamming the door shut with her feet and barring it. Sprawling out on the floor, she cried, pounding her fists into the old woven rug. Strange whining cries came closer. Jolien flipped over and crawled on her belly, staying below the windows. When she reached the larder, she closed the door and sat with her back against it. It was the one room in the house without windows. They couldn't see her in here, and I can't see them, she thought, wondering if she should find someplace better to hide. A jug of sweet juice sat on the shelf. She pulled out the cork and drank. It twisted her empty stomach, but she kept it down, then drank some more. Jolien cried, hoping her family would come back, but knowing they wouldn't, it was just her now. Sitting in the larder might work for a time, but those things would come in eventually. Was that what happened to Mother? Must have been. Mother wouldn't have left her alone, but then why wouldn't the lurkers have taken Jolien as well? She'd been helpless in bed, unconscious from the tea. Nothing about this made any sense. Neither did staying put. Jolien wasn't foolish, not stupid or helpless. Without family or anyone to rely on, she couldn't sleep and protect the store. Without windows, she couldn't see where they were or when they were coming. Unless she moved, the larder would become a tomb once the food ran out. Jolien took a square tin from the shelf and placed it on the dirt floor. This is me, she thought. Then a jar of pickled eggs. Jabar's mill. And in the dirt, she traced the river that flowed beside them. Not the best map, but it'll do. With limited options, she talked out the way Father had taught them. A bad situation can find you no matter what you do, he cautioned. Always stay calm. Think your way around it. Fleeing north is as bad as staying in the larder, she said, tracing her finger north from the tin. There aren't any towns until you get into the mountains, and the forests between them are thick with goblins, or monsters, ogres. Who knows what else? East and west are the same, except it's all rivers instead of mountains. South, then? To Jabar's Mill? The last time she went there, the town looked like her farm. But what about towns beyond? Jolien heard something shatter in the kitchen and pressed her ear to the larder door. Nothing moved. The door latch rattled in her trembling hand. Somewhere, between terror and necessity, she found the courage to open it. A dreadful pall settled over the home, with a colorless gray cloud sapping away its life. Jolien crept along the wall, biting her cheeks with each step. Was something in the house with her? She didn't know. Making it to her bedroom, she dug out the old leather sack she'd stitched last summer tangled among old shirts stuffed under the bed. Without knowing how long she'd be gone or if she'd ever return, she packed clothes and a small blanket inside, chiding herself for not grabbing food while in the larder. She now had to decide if she wanted to go back, and chose not to, not without help. In her parents' room, beneath the old wardrobe, was a sword wrapped in oiled cloth a relic from an old war their father would never speak of. 
Tant took the sword once and danced around the fields playing at being a knight until father caught him and tanned Tant's hide so the boy couldn't sit for a week. Would father disapprove of her taking it now? Yes, she thought, but only because he'd never taught her how to properly use it. Jolien held the blade in two hands, the tip wobbling as she tried to keep it steady. It's so heavy, what good could it do her? The scratch of wood inside creaking boards froze her in place. Something was in here with her. Moving through the kitchen, it rattled the table with every heavy step. In the thick silence, she heard its teeth chattering. A steady clicking noise. The sword shook furiously, slowly. She turned her head to look at the door, standing slightly open. It must have come in while she packed. The door was still closed when she left the larder. She bolted now, it would hear and give chase. How far could she make it? She hadn't seen it move, didn't know what it was. There were animals you didn't run from. They were simply faster and would run you down. Neither could she remain still. It would happen upon her. Sliding her foot across the wood floor, she crept by inches toward escape. Another two steps and she'd be in arm's reach of the door. Jolien glanced toward the kitchen and her heart jumped into her throat. Slime-covered hand reached around the corner to grip the door's frame. The thing it belonged to had to be truly monstrous. Jolien took a deep breath, held it, and ran. What she found outside broke her heart further. The vibrant land of her family farm was now swallowed beneath the low-hanging fog. Eyeless white things filled the landscape, their featureless faces upturned. Jolien tripped on the top step and fell, splashing in floodwaters, propping herself up. She could see the water covering everything for miles in every direction. The thing in the house moved with great stomping steps, and she realized she dropped the sword, scrambling to find it in the muddy water. Even as shallow as this was an almost impossible task. Jolien splashed recklessly in a desire to find the one thing that might save her life. The creature in the house screamed as it loped towards the door. About to give up, Jolien felt the hilt brush against her fingers and held on to it for dear life. The monster stopped at the edge of the porch, staring at her with bloodshot eyes. It cocked its head, sniffed the air, and then weakly pawed the ground. Jolien swallowed hard, trying not to move or show panic even as she heard things moving through the water toward her. The beast fell to its knees and bowed with its head down, a gesture she couldn't comprehend. Jolien stood with the sword and ran before the thing changed its mind. Looking back, she saw its deformed shape as it stood and howled, bones protruding from its back and shoulders. Possibly long limbs carried it forward in great strides. Jolie knew she'd never reach the road with a chase in them, so she pulled herself on top of the half-built chicken coop her father had worked on. As soon as she left the water, the monster slowed, turning in circles, splashing, screaming at the sky, but somehow now seemed blind to where she was. Jolene clapped a hand over her mouth. 
not trusting herself to remain quiet. The bone-riddled thing continued to search, taking slow steps as it hunted. Would it hear her heartbeat as it pounded against her chest? Her breath, ragged and fast as it tried to slip through the space between her fingers. Jolian took a plank of wood and tossed it as hard as she could. It flew through the air, splashing in the water beside the house. Immediately, the monster turned and screamed, sprinting in the direction of the disturbance. She'd only thrown the plank of wood a few feet, ten at most, but the monster continued on well past it. Jolian watched it disappear into the fog, waiting for a time to make sure it did not return. Satisfied, she climbed off the wood and waded through the water. The road to Jabar's mill lay ahead, and what then? Whispered voices filled her ears. The featureless statues no longer looked up, but at her, their voices called to her to join them. Slowly, they moved towards her, all in unison. Jolian wept as she ran, tripping several more times, each time swallowing the putrid water and spitting it back out. What escape did she have from this nightmare? <coughs> Nigel brayed as he trotted from the wood, coming up beside her and nipping at her collar to help her stand. She hugged the annoying donkey never happier to see it. Climbing on his back, Nigel brayed again and broke into a run. Jolene closed her eyes as she hugged his neck, burying her face in his rough mane. Over and over, thinking, Wake me up from this dream. Wake me from this nightmare. And the river answered, Thank you for listening to part two of The River. Please join me next time for part three. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to join the Terror Guard newsletter, just pop on over to my website at www.dstierney.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at dstierney1, on Instagram at nebcron, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales. Terror Tales, all characters, locations, stories, and content are copyright 2019 and cannot be used or distributed without express permission.